back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Brought to you by Elisa Ilana Jewelry and ElisaIlana.com. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Welcome back to the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Elisa Ilana Jewelry. Well, if the songs Hey Leonardo, She Likes Me For Me, and I Believe are a part of the soundtrack of your life, you will love hearing about the latest from Blessed Union of Souls. With the number one smash, a trio of top 10s, five top 20s, and seven top 40s, Blessed Union has achieved industry recognition and a very dedicated fan base. Right now, you're going to meet Elliot Sloan, lead singer of the band, and he's going to tell you all about their latest release, Mission Field, and their remarkable Here to Heal project. Blessed Union of Souls, we've got Elliot Sloan, Mission Field's last CD, so put it on repeat. Welcome to the show, Elliot. Hey, <laughs> thanks for having me. Thank you. I like that. I uh, like that. Thank you. Thanks for being here. <laughs> okay, now we had several gigs with you, and we want to know who's still part of the band, and what's the band makeup now? I am the last man standing. Okay. Uh, yeah, yep, last man standing. We got a new lineup, great bunch of guys, just solid world-class musicians, and it's it's a blast. They all share the same love and passion for music so it's it's a great time now the intention of this latest album mission field is to get back to the feeling of the original album home what kind of led you to that well what led me to that is really to me that's kind of the heart and soul of us you know mm-hmm. our sound the, the first things that we came up with that was like wow we discovered anything brand new, but it was brand new for us. And uh-huh. just trying to create a new sound. I mean, you know how that is. It's like, sure. oh, wow, this is it. Yep. So right. you build so many songs around that. So I just wanted to make the mission field an extension of home, just getting back to basic songwriting, just trying to come up with great melodies, great memorable melodies, all that priceless stuff that we don't even think about when right. we're recording it. But mm-hmm. when it has the effect on people worldwide, you're like, oh, wow. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is bigger than me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Now, as the lead singer and songwriter of the group, where do you get your inspirations from and how do you go about your songwriting process? Well, I think I write better on the road when I'm okay. traveling, yeah. in mm-hmm. the bus, on the van, in an airplane. And I just, I don't know, I just take things in somehow and uh, and then I can't wait to get back to my house to record what I think sounds good in my head. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly just get inspirations from just life and, you know, personal issues that uh, myself or, or my circle has went through or going through. And you just hear melodies. So what I like to do sometimes, I'm a big movie buff. Okay. Uh-huh. So, so sometimes, I don't know if you guys do this, but sometimes I'll watch a movie that I may have seen or whatever and I will mute it and I will just watch it and I will imagine... Well, what, what music would I put behind this? Cool. You know, what would, yes. If it's a certain theme that touches me, what what would I put behind that? And I, you'd be surprised. It's like, wow. It's that's like, a neat approach. <laughs> yeah, we have never <laughs> yeah. done that. But never that's done like, that. That's a cool approach. Writing your own soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> so now, do you do melodies or lyrics first? I think I think melodies melodies come okay. first to me. Because, like, you know, when you're describing a song to somebody, sometimes you sing the words, but all the time you sing the melody. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. Even that one song goes, da 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 So to me, I don't know, that's usually the first thing that hits me and that really touches my heart. And then just you just try to formulate the words, whether there's an idea there or not. And mm-hmm. you know how it is. So sometimes there's just a lyrical idea that's just so prevalent in your mind that yep. you're like, okay, this is going to be the line. I just don't know what the melody is right. yet. <laughs> I'm going to use this. Exactly. And ping-pongs around in your head. 
exactly. Now, your music has always had uplifting messages and lyrics, and you know, you've kind of had one foot in the general music market and one foot in the Christian market. So this is a little bit more of a turn toward Christian music, right, for you guys? Correct, correct. Okay. Yeah. And what has led you that direction? Well, you know what? I mean, you know, that's always, God, God has always been my belief, and I wanted to just write more songs directed towards Him. You okay. know, and the, the first album is very, very spiritual. The first line of our first single, you know, which is the first song of the track, what I believe is, walk blindly to the light and reach out for His hand. Right. So to me, it all started right there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That was like, the door is open now. And I, you know, I guess with the mission field, I wanted to, I don't know, I just wanted to write songs that was more directly towards God and, mm-hmm. you know, still keeping the same production integrity, lyrical melody. And, you know, I just don't really fight what comes natural anymore. And it's true and honest to who you are. Absolutely. And, and that comes across. That. Yeah. Was there ever a time in your career when maybe labels or managers or other people were steering you in a direction that didn't feel natural? Yeah, somewhat. It's it, it not really like, uh, I would just say on a song-for-song basis. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I think every artist would kind of be lying if they said they loved every single song they recorded right. on their on their records. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Some of them were, you know, try this or try that. And I was like, ah, all right, I guess. A lot of factors and variables come into play, and then there's, you know, five members of the band, so it's not like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm making every single final decision. So, right. you know... Uh, but, you know, the, the true and heart of it all, I, I know where I am you know, mm-hmm. in my heart and the songs that I sing and then I help come up with. I stand by them to the day I die. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Now, when you record your vocals, do you typically do a take straight through or do you, you know, do it verse and then the chorus? And how do you record your vocals? You know, we start. I do the whole song three times, straight down. Okay. And then we, then we start breaking them down. And then a lot of times we end up keeping... You know, a lot of the tracks that I recorded straight down because, mm-hmm. you know, I... Do you find your first take is usually the best? Usually the best. Oh, uh, absolutely. Because yeah, I was just going to ask that. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean... And it's fresh. It is fresh. It's brand new. Well, I'll give you a great case in point. I Believe was written and recorded in 92. Okay. And it didn't come out in 95. Now, in between that... The label had us go back to the studio and say, let's, let's get a really, really great, great vocal. You know what I mean? Let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's fly to L.A. and get on a great mic and this and that. I did that two or three times, and guess what we ended up keeping? The, the original one. one. The mm-hmm. original vocal. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Funny how that works, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You just can't beat it sometimes. Yeah. I mean, and why try to beat it if it's there? It's there. Exactly. So how do you juggle the pressures of touring and the music business with being a dad? Oh, it, it was tough, you know, because those first couple of years, I mean, I was gone seven, eight, nine months out of the year. I mean, you, you know how it is. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, you, you, you never unpack your suitcase fully. Somebody always has a key to your house to help feed your cat or watch right. your dog. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just that whole thing. And uh, But being away from the kids is tough, you know uh-huh. what I mean? I'll, I'll be back, I'll see you, you know, in a month. It's like, what? Right. <laughs> you know? uh-huh. But they understand, they know what that does, and they know it's part of it. Uh, they've been to several shows, so they they kind of get it. I've got older kids and younger kids, so okay. this is like my, my second round going through this. So okay. Now, with your older kids, they kind of inspired the Here to Heal project, right? Absolutely. That project is so close to my heart. So first of all, explain the project. It's really cool. Yeah, well, Here to Heal basically is a, it's a musical that we have 
put together using songs that we have already written and new songs we created based on the ideas that we've gotten from high school students asking them, what would you like to talk about? What would you like to sing about in this musical? What are some of the pressures that you're going through being a teenager uh, in this day and age? So we gathered all these songs together, and what I do is I go back and forth to the high school. I rehearse with them, and they come up with their own parts, background vocals. They come up with their own choreography to it. A lot of times they'll write poetry to recite during the course of a song, I mean, the ideas just start flowing. These kids, they love this because it also helps all these different departments work together because it's sure. not just a choir, it's a theater, audiovisual, just everybody gets involved. And it's the culmination of it is just so rewarding. The kids being able to really just express themselves and say things that they may not be able to say to their parents or their mm-hmm. teachers or other students. And that's why we call it Here to Heal because it's set up into two different acts. The first act is here listen to what I have to say, and then the second act is heal. Let's remedy this. Let's, mm-hmm. let's bring it all home. And some of the, the, the responses we've gotten from not just the kids but their parents, I mean, you know, you meet them after the show and they're hugging and go, oh, my God, you know, mm-hmm. this is so close to my heart, helping to bridge the gaps of communication between parents and students and students and teachers and students and counselors. It's one of those things where you do something and you can kind of picture where it could go, but then there's a hundred other things that come with it that you didn't count on. All right. the other <laughs> yes, I, <laughs> like, wow. I know exactly what you mean. You know, the best thing is that it does open up a line of communication and they're able to express themselves in an artistic and safe way. Absolutely. Absolutely. How widespread do you want to take this? Well, I mean, ultimately, we want, we want to take it all over. Uh, living in Cincinnati, four hours in any directions or about, you know, 2,000 mm-hmm. high schools. So right. we've kind of kept it to that nucleus because, again, I'm driving back and forth to these different high schools, you know, to rehearse with the kids and, and to go over parts with them. So uh, I we're bet they love it. working with you, though. I mean, to have yeah. the lead guy from Blessed Union of Souls come to your high school and put together a performance. I mean, that's fabulous. And not only that, you know, a a lot of the kids that haven't heard of us, well, their parents have. Right. Right. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like, oh, wow, you're doing it with who? I went to their concert and, you know. That's cool. Now, then it also serves as a fundraiser for more musical programs in the schools, too. Absolutely. Uh Because uh, so much funds are getting cut from schools and it just tears my heart apart. And this really helps that as well. I know growing up, if, if I didn't have that in schools, if there was not after that opportunity, I mean, that was my outlet growing yeah. up, music. And if that was not available, I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. You know? and, that expression uh, is, is so important. Oh, it is. Absolutely. Absolutely wow. it is. So. And who knows how many future artists you are inspiring? Exactly. Oh, well, I, case in point, there was a kid from a high school here in, uh, in northern Kentucky that was I thought was just a phenomenal singer. I got a hold of him. He's coming to my studio next week. Awesome. <laughs> this guy's got a great voice, a great look, and I and I pulled him to the side, you know, in between one of the intermissions of one of the shows, and I asked him, I said, Andrew, what, so what do you plan on doing after you get out of high school? He said, well, I want to be a singer. I'm moving mm-hmm. to Los Angeles, and I want to try to get into the business. And that's what I wanted to hear, you right. know what I mean? That he was serious, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That he was serious, you know. If he just had a great voice and, you know, wanted to go to school and be an accountant, blah, 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 I didn't really want it. That's all good and everything, but, 
you know how it is. It, yeah. It's hard enough to make it in this business when you are giving 100%, right. 10%. Right. You have to have that passion. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have it. That, that has to be there first. And it was there with him. So you never know who's going to come out of the woodwork, you know, yeah. doing these shows and mm-hmm. can express themselves and really let their talent shine in an atmosphere that may not have been available. Before, you know, I can so. totally see the whole program, the Here to Heal program, as a really neat and inspirational reality show. Yeah. That would be awesome. It'd be like the real high school musical. <laughs> the real, exactly. Right. We, we are actually in the talks of getting something like that together. And it's, I think it's going to be amazing. I think it will just open up the doors for a lot of, a lot of different uh-huh. ideas. And it also, again, points up the importance of, of having music in the schools and how that should not go away. Yes. You know, I mean, I was a kid. I used to like watching my cartoons every now and then. But if I wasn't outside playing, I was probably in a solarium making making up songs. Sure. You know what I, mean? uh-huh. I didn't even know it was called songwriting. I was just making up songs. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And, and look where you ended up. <laughs> yeah. You know what? And that's why I always tell you know younger people. I mean, you have to do this because you love it. Don't even don't look for a dime. Do it because you love it and because you have to. Right. I mean, when I look back at my life, I couldn't imagine. A time in my life where I wasn't making music in a band, writing some, something. I, I just, I don't know. It just, if it's just a part of you, then you can't help it. You can't help it. You can't help it. You can't get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> no matter yeah, how hard you try. <laughs> so true. I keep hearing these melodies, and I know yeah. how to record them, and I know how this background vocal should sound, and exactly. your harmonies should sound. <laughs> right, and these harmonies won't get out of my head. <laughs> right, right, right. Now, what advice would you give to an up-and-coming artist in today's musical environment? It's a lot different than it was in the 90s. Times have certainly changed. You know, we got our record deal by actually a guy at a record label opening up the package and listening to it. I mean, I don't wow. even know if that happens anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but my advice is always, first and foremost, you know, love what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Love to create. Because if you if you start there, I mean, all the technical stuff of get a manager, get a booking. I, I don't even like to talk about that. You just have to love doing it because the love will drive you to the next step. It'll right. lead you. you know what I mean? right. mm-hmm. yeah, It'll attract the right people. Yeah. Yes. I don't even know. When somebody said, how'd you get in the music business? I was like, uh, I started getting in bands. Uh, started. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. I just I just never left. You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> which which just, actually is a big part, I think, of making it is never leaving. That's it. it, it exactly. Know? And the part about never leaving is you have to have the foundation of loving it. In right. The first place, right. And doing know? it for the right reasons. If you get in it for the limousines and the tour buses, <laughs> yeah. I mean, those are all great. But if that's your first and foremost focus, you're going to be waiting a long, long time right. probably. Because you pass up so many things on the way taking that route. Because right. if yes. you just be true to yourself, love the music, there is an infinite amount of creativity inside your heart and mind when you truly love something. And mm-hmm. all those other things are going to come. You know what I mean? Right. And mm-hmm. not, you know, not, not to get totally biblical on you, but it's just like the Bible says, is seek first the kingdom of, of God and all these things will be added unto you. And it's the same principle. Right. Huh? It is the same, it's the same principle. If you just love what you're doing and stay close and focused to it, uh-huh. then all these other things will happen. On top of it. Yeah. I totally agree with I that. I like that. Okay, now, Elliot, we have a question of the day for every show that we have that we ask all of our guests on that show. So our question of the day is, how do you recover from a mistake that you've made in your life? Put it behind you. And as fast as you can, and forgive yourself. Mm. 
Because look, how many how many people do we know, including myself, just constantly beat yourself up over yeah. something you did? Mm-hmm. You, yes. you just have to let it go. You really have to. It's great to get forgiveness from somebody else if you've wronged somebody, but you have to forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. And that is key. Because if you don't, you'll just carry that burden around and you should have dropped off the cross a long time ago. Mm-hmm. You just have to forgive yourself. Yes, I did this. I regret it. It's done. I'm a better person. Move on. Right. I and really love that. that. Yeah. Great advice. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's it right there. Are there any songs that you wrote maybe in the early days that you still sing but have completely changed meaning for you with how you've gone through your life? Hmm. Well, just case in point, I believe. I mean, obviously a song that's already been, that's been close to my heart for years, but I guess now when I sing it, I think, wow, I wrote that song 21 years ago, and I'm still singing it, and people still want to hear it. So it takes on that different meaning of, wow, Mm -hmm. this message is way bigger than I thought. I mean, we got some great fan mail and great reaction in the early years, and we're still getting it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, and I've been humbled by the timelessness of the message, Mm -hmm. and and that just gives me a greater appreciation uh, when I sing the song. People ask me all the time, man, do you ever get tired of singing the song? Nope. Nope, not at all. Not Uh once. I've never sat at the piano and sang that song and go, oh, my goodness, again? (laughs) That's never. I I mean, I probably sang the song, I I couldn't even get a guess, 13,000 times? I don't know. I bet. bet. (laughs) But that's neat, though, because your audience that is hearing it, hearing you deliver it for the first time, they don't feel like it's tired for you, and you're giving them the performance that they want to hear that song performed like. Right, right. So what's next, Elliot? Well, what's next is Uh we're continuing on with Here to Heal, promoting uh, and performing more, the mission field. I love writing songs and recording songs, but I love being on the stage. That Mm -hmm. is probably my first love. Mm -hmm. And travel in the tour buses and the planes and write more songs like you do. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly. And then do it again. Right, do it all again. And do it all again. It's a great life. Well, Elliot, we want to thank you so much for sharing with us your journey and your music. And we can catch up with you at It's Blessed, B-L-E-S-S-I-D, unionofsouls.net, right? Absolutely. And okay. also here to heal.net, uh, which is H E A R, then the number two, and then heal. I would just love to take this, you know, internationally and okay. and just continue to spread this, spread the good messages. Great. So if any high schools in our area were interested, is that something that you could take this far at this point, or is it something you're kind of spreading uh, gradually? No, no. We, we, we're spreading it gradually. Gotcha. But if, if a high school where you guys are at is interested, I will make the road trip. Wonderful. Okay. Great awesome. to know. All right. Absolutely. Okay, Elliot. Thanks, Elliot. Hey, thank you so much. All righty. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, what a great conversation with Elliot Sloan of Blessed Union of Souls. And now we're going to take you to break with his song we all know and love, I Believe. Open up your heart and you see that you and me are But love 